1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. And it is a football Friday presented by Miller Lite. We are at Moonshine Deck off 19th Street in uh, the Heights. In the Heights, baby. And this is a a hell of an establishment, I I tell you. It is the NFL Sunday headquarters. We got a bowl game on right now, folks. And these people got it figured out. Now, every TV's got either sports talk or live sports rocking and rolling. And and, uh, there's plenty of seats uh, inside, outside. They got outdoor games. Um, So if the weather does hit us, boom, you move on inside. Otherwise, there's plenty of seating, plenty of games, plenty of entertainment. Moonshine Deck in the Heights. Come on through and check us out. NFL Sunday headquarters, real quick, man, their brunch specials from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Football bucket specials. I love buckets. Buckets of bullets all day, every day, baby. But Mm. here we're talking about NFL Sunday football bucket specials, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, good Lord. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. nine hour nine hours and like you just uh, read right there for the first time. shook you a little bit. Well, I thought it was going to be like 11 to 3 or something like that. Over nah, the baby. lunch, but 11 not 11 to 8, 11. It's baby. A, it's 11 to yeah, 8. They're so, trying to uh, get people ready yeah, to ride. If you want to watch a little football and drink uh, buckets of beer? You can do it right here. It's good to see Robert Sala the, uh, just walked in at the Moonshine. do <laughs> doing coach. Hey, doing just coach. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, all right, man. It's uh, it's Friday afternoon, and every Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, NFL Hall of Famer John McClain That's joins right. us. And anytime you hear John's voice on Sports Radio 610, he is presented by the fine folks over at Horn Solutions. John, how you doing, man?
3: Guys, I'm doing great. Merry Christmas. I just filed a column for SportsRadio610.com thinking about them playing another meaningless game sunday to i wrote about the last time they played a meaningful game and that was against the chiefs on january 1st 2020 that's not even three years ago when they blew that 24-0 lead and lost 51 31 ron were you there yeah i was
4: first off john you scared the hell out of me i thought you was about to say you filed for divorce uh, when you said you found that uh, that in, but I'm, I'm thank God that you said you found your comments. Yeah, be, it's be poor
2: time. It's be poor timing for you to go filing for divorce. you was gonna say no, nah, Harold. Be, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be poor timing, brother. Um, well, hell, John, I was trying to kick this thing off on a positive note, and you uh, just came in. You just came in, Debbie Downing. in something. It's hard but, not to get there. I'm, I
3: mean, when you look, cover the tax on you don't have any alternative. I oh, Well, hell, I'm, I'm, gonna fight,
2: I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight the fight, John. I ain't giving in. I'm not no, caving. I'm not caving, John. Okay. I'm going fight to fight
3: the fight now. I wrote first about the victory over Buffalo, in which they beat Josh Allen, and uh, with one of the greatest plays in Houston history when Deshaun Watson got smashed by Micah Hyde and uh, 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 Matt Milano, and he got away and threw a pass, set up the winning field goal in overtime and i remembered how fired up people were how fired up they were about that chiefs game they had won 31-24 in Kansas City in regular season and then jump out to that 24-0 lead and how excited everybody was and since that game in which it was I, as i said it was textbook murphy murphy's law but since that game everything has been so depressing
2: John, look, I we, we, I, don't, I don't want to relive that that, uh, that that game or anything since then. If I'm being completely honest, Here, here's I got I got a question for you though, uh, and you and I've talked about this multiple times, but it's very fluid, obviously, with what's going on in Houston, and, and I, I just how how far how long do you think? the texans are before we get back to mm. uh, not necessarily having a 24 point lead on the best team in football not 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 that but just getting back to a point where we're flirting with the playoffs and we're proud of the product and a, as a fan base we're back to having that buzz that that we had when when you spoke of that buffalo win
3: going into this season i thought they would be a little improved over last season and i think i picked them 6 and 11 and then I thought, well, the 6 and 11, and they had a lot of young players. We're going to have a lot more young players. Then I thought about this upcoming draft and having a cap figure fixed. And I actually said, and boy, I should be fitted with a straight jacket, that I thought in 2023, they would go from four to six to eight or nine win range which would make them a contender in that range for a wild card, especially in this division. L8 wins might win it. And I had no idea they were going to take this kind of step backward and under wholesale changes again. So I don't know. I just hope I'm still around to see it. Well, one one thing, John, that because
2: that, uh, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, I, I've said this from jump, and I just firmly believe it, is I don't think it's real difficult. On on any front, I don't think it's real difficult in the NFL to win seven, eight, nine games to be in that in that let's just call it eight for for a, a single number. Like I don't think it's real hard to get there. You don't have to have the best quarterback. You don't have to have the greatest talent. You don't have to have the best play caller. Yada yada yada. If you're just doing things in in winning ways, I, I think you can get there. I, I think you can, if not there, you can get damn close, right? And so, you know, I I, I think I think it, it could turn fast if get the right people in place. There's one guy today that, that we thought was going to play, Brandon Cooks again. Hello, he's, he's the topic of conversation on a Friday afternoon. Brandon Cooks was was practicing, at least on the practice field, in a helmet, to some degree was practicing, and they announced today that he is not. A two-part question. One, your thoughts on him practicing, then not playing. And number two, the, the likelihood of the Texans being able to move on from Brandon in the offseason given his contract.
3: I would. Uh, um, I've sat on 6'10 this week and I've written I wouldn't play him the rest of the year. I would have Nico Collins, Chris Moore, Amari Rodgers, and Philip Dorsett as my top four receiver. They need to see more of Amari Rodgers after what they saw at Dallas and the big play he made. He deserves more playing time. Chris Moore deserves to start. Brandon Cooks doesn't deserve anything. You know, they unload him, they have to pay some money, pay some money. It's no big deal. I thought they could – they maybe get like a six, it might be a five, conditional, something like that. But he's got to go. Let's look at these other guys.
2: How how difficult do you think that's going to be to move him, John, given what – because, look, I I, I know – I mean some people may try to minimize it <laughs> and I don't know exactly what your your opinions of it were John but but the the 180 that that Brandon Cooks has done and and, and the flip that he's made after the at the trade deadline, teams are going to frown upon that. now he may be he may be good enough or there may be a need enough to where somebody will, will, will pursue the hell out of him anyway, but you couple that with a season where you just didn't perform or you were injured where you couldn't perform either way, I think it's a knock. Right? I, like, I, I'm just concerned at this point. I think we all looked at it as like, well, if Brandon Cooks goes for another 1,000 yards, he's going to be easy to move. I guess my question is, and, and I think you flirted with it there a bit in terms of having to pay a little bit and get get a lower draft pick, but, I mean, how difficult is that really going to be for Nick Casario to, to, to make happen?
3: There's players that have issues that get traded, players that with issues that get signed all the time. If the team thinks that guy can help him, then they're gonna they're gonna be interested. I don't think there's gonna be a a long line, and then maybe they just cut him. They'll have to renegotiate it, they negotiate a new contract with a new team. But uh, if he becomes a free agent, so I just think he's a moot point at this point. Just like I don't think Damian Pierce will play again, and uh, as everything's getting pointed toward the off season.
4: I hear you, John. I, to be honest. Like the question I was going to ask is, so you're pretty confident in thinking that he won't be on this team next year. And I just, I just think back to Laramie Tunzel, which the situation, maybe not exactly the same, but, but pretty similar. It was an odd injury where you wondered uh, if he could actually, if he could have actually come back and played. And I was a bit surprised that, that they brought him back last year. Not only brought him back, uh, hell, he's a team captain uh, for them right now. So, I mean, you, you, you see this different than the Tunzel situation from last year?
3: Yeah, Laramie has been all pro. He's been pro bowl right now. He's pass blocking as well as any left tackle in the NFL. And uh, I thought maybe they'd try to trade Laramie to Dallas when uh, Tyron Smith went down, but the Cowboys were smart. They moved their rookie Trey Smith out there. Now Tyron Smith's about to come back. But, uh, yeah, Laramie is at the top of his game. And as a pass protector. And Brandon had 2,000-yard seasons. And when Brandon sits down and talks to somebody and says, this is why I did what I did, I don't think they'll hold it against him because he never had a knock against him during his career at all. He's always been a team player. Everybody likes him. And that's why it was so out of character for him to quit on his team.
2: Yeah, I, I just I – think, I think there's, there's – it's going to be hard for any coach in America to, to accept whatever excuse he throws on the table that he put himself in position to where he couldn't play on a Thursday. Lovey won't say it's because nobody – if you don't practice, you don't play. And whatever reason, a player that does something that puts himself in a position to, to where he has to miss a game, whether it's his choice or by rule, I, I think that's going to be hard to ignore, especially when you're talking about an aging player – that's coming off of – and I, I don't know if I'm I – think, I think it's his worst year in hell, seven years, oh, six years, yeah. something like oh, that. So, oh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I just think it's it's fascinating, and I'm, I'm I'm concerned at this point if that contract is going to get in the way of, of them being able to move And John, we had a Thursday night football game last night. It, it, the San Francisco 49ers win 23-13 to 13 over the Seattle Seahawks. And Brock Purdy is is the quarterback in San Francisco It's getting a lot of run, man, since taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo. 612 yards, six touchdowns, and an interception. That typically doesn't happen for a uh, a rookie, much less a guy that was drafted last in the in the draft overall. That's the big story that I think nationally a lot of folks are talking about. But here, every time the the, the 49ers defense does something really good, which they are, once again this year, doing a lot of things really, really good, uh, if, if we're being honest. D'Amico Rines, uh, his name comes up as, as being a guy that Um, I think a lot of Texans fans would would like to see in Houston. Just your thoughts on D'Amico and and him being a head coach in this league and and possibly in
3: Houston someday. He's the odd assistant coach in the NFL. He's got the best defense across the board. He's got a guy, Nick Bosa, that should be NFL Defensive Player of the Year because he blows away Micah Parsons in the key stats. But Parsons, he's great, but he gets more pub because he's playing with the Cowboys. And – for Brock Purdy to do what he's doing, I watched him every year he was at Iowa State and never thought anything like that. When he was Mr. Irrelevant, I thought he'd be on a practice squad a couple of years, bounce around. We'd never seen him play in the NFL. He'd be a coach. Kyle Shanahan has done a tremendous job coaching him. They've done a great job with their running game. It's just a fantastic job of coaching, and he's tough and the fans love him, and it's a great story. You know, they've won, what, now, seven in a row? Six in a row? I can't remember. But they're the hottest team in the NFL, and D'Amico's mentioned all the time as a head coaching candidate. He's going to get a five-year contract for a lot of money from somebody, and I know fans here would love to see him here. I've known him since the day he was drafted. I did a story on him, column on him last year for the Chronicle before the Texans played there talk talked to him, talked to him in the before the preseason game this year, before that uh Amazon Thursday night game, and boy, he would sure get the fan base fired up. Uh,
4: do you think John is as, as tied in as you are, do you think, John, that there will be an opening at head coach for the Houston Texans? Oh yeah, this year? I
3: think they're yeah, oh yeah. I think oh, they're gonna do? start out oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even if Luffy had, Luffy had finished with four wins, nobody expected this franchise to take this big a step back. It's the worst offense I've ever seen in this city's history. And the plate, like last week on a four yard line at Cleveland against Cleveland the week before, I just, you know, the, the McNair's got to sell tickets. They got to sell sweets. They got to sell sponsorship and everything. And they know they're not stupid. They know how. It's one thing for people to be mad at them. It's another thing for people to be apathetic about their team. The Rockets are showing improvement right now. They're winning games that people didn't expect them to win after a slow start. Then the Astros and Texans can't just keep lounging without getting people to talk about them. And right now, the only people time they're going to talk about them is after the season leading up to the draft. They've got to create a buzz.
2: John, and I know since we're on this on the train of, of who stays and who goes, uh, you just refresh us on on where you're at this week with, with Nick Casario and, and the job that he's done and, and how much pressure is going to be on him to get this thing right.
3: Well, first of all, I think it'd be stupid. I wrote that last week to fire GM who hadn't been on the job two years and had to tear a team down and start over. And the way he handled the Watson situation was pretty good. Uh, they have some talent in there from this draft. He started with no cap money and no first and second round pick, and I think it'd be ridiculous. To, with all due respect, Ron, and uh, and then if they start no, I over, I feel
4: like you're talking right to me the way you said it so hard. And
3: you and you fire you fire a G. You, number one, you're going to, have to pay a lot of money to get a coach come in here to be the fifth coach in four years, and the last two being one and done. And then if you want to hire a new GM after you gave one a six-year contract told him to start over and he did and then you fire him after two seasons it's not like the it's going to be the most attractive job out there john lopez says he thinks it will be the best in the nfl and i disagree and uh but i think Casario does another, deserves another year with his where he's put him on the uh salary cap and where he's put him with uh, their draft choices
2: Sexy, John. Re- real quick, what what job do you think would be better? It, it just assume, and I know you, you're not a big fan of that, but it's let's see, like the the coaches that are on the bubble or I mean on, on the hot seat or, or we know they're going to be gone. What what job do you think would be
3: would be uh, uh would be more appealing than than the Texans? Mm. Well, you mm. caught me off guard. Number one, the only one I know for sure is going to get fired is Nathaniel Hackett, but that's not a good job because of what they gave up to get Russell Wilson and how bad. Russell Wilson has played, you know Arizona. Kyler Murray's coming back from having a uh, ACL surgery, but at least they know who their quarterback's going to be when he's healthy. Uh, who somebody else is going to get fired? I hadn't even thought about. Let's it. circle. Let's the Chargers is the Y'all caught me at. off.
2: Yeah, that's, John. Chargers will
3: do a great job if Brandon Staley gets fired after if he misses I'll, I'll, the playoffs I'll, I'll, three years in a row. They're talking about Sean Payton going there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want I'd like to circle
2: back with you or get Sean to do do one of y'all's episodes and I- include that on on uh, Utopia y'all's y'all's podcast cuz that I think I think that's that's really really interesting because I know it's not as you don't have the names and and or the the resume over the last couple of years, but boy, I, I think a lot of coaches would really like a clean slate. Clean just, slate with just all those picks and that don't money. Don't make don't make don't pigeonhole me with one quarterback. Let me pick my quarterback. Don't don't pigeonhole me with some kind of strong culture that somebody yeah. somebody else built. I, I think this Texans job is is awfully sexy
3: right now, man. Or, or not right now. When when the season's over. Yes. Yeah, they'd have oh, yeah. some explaining to do about why they keep firing coaches after one year. Great city, great strip clubs, yeah, great place. I, I, yeah. I, hey, John, I I, I, I wouldn't know I that think, about the strip clubs. Only Ron would know that.
2: Our, no, boy, are you lying, you, are you no, lying through your damn All teeth. Right, John I McClane. saw that picture. Come that old, on now. I saw that picture of 32-year-old John uh, McClain. You, you, you have, slid through a few years. You'd have time. been
4: in here three buttons down, John, letting <laughs> that taco meat show. I know. I, now, come on now now he just now you're just going quiet What you, uh, yeah what, what, all, what yeah. all you what all you got
3: what what all you got out john i know you told us a little bit about earlier well what i got that column on sports radio 610.com looking at the black back at the last time texas played a meaningful game the same one same team they're playing a meaningless game kansas city and then uh i wrote one yesterday for uh and have my five story plot lines for the game thank you guys Very much. And I hope that uh, you have a great weekend and Merry Christmas. Ho, ho,
4: ho. (laughs) Merry Christmas. That's John McClain, the general, uh, uh, always, always brought to you by the great people at Horn Solutions. Coming up, I think there are a couple of guys in college football and Texans fans, you need to pay attention to this, that are potentially making mistakes. How big? Potentially big mistakes. We'll tell you what that is coming up next.
3: Ask her where she likes the pressure, where she likes it rough.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
4: A Miller Lite Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Live from Moonshine Deck. Here's the drive with Sterner and Hughley. Uh, as we are live here at a uh, Moonshine Deck, come on out! All right, we're here till six o'clock. The drinks are good. The food is amazing. Um, I know my trainer's probably listening, but that
2: brisket chip combination. Hey Red, hey Red, I'm doing my I'm doing my damnedest, man. I'm, <laughs> that, I'm trying I'm trying to keep yeah, it out. That off. was it. That was a move right I, there. I'm Tyler. trying to I'm trying to keep you. Nada, they,
4: they bought me a small plate. They brought me a small plate with the chips and the brisket. I said, Clint, you want to try this? He just took the plate, smooth out of my hand, <laughs> took it to his hey, side. He what said, a jerk! Red said, you can't, Red, Red said you can't have it.
2: Red said you can't <laughs> have this right now, man. It's Friday. You can't. You can't have this yet. Bro right, right don't mean, snitch, gotta,
3: man.
4: Listen, we got. We got. We got to handle some business real quick. I don't know. If, I don't know if this ever happened to, to Clint Sterner in his life. My guys are in town. My guy came up to uh, to shake a, shake us up, and Tyler and the Drive family walked over there and shook he, shook his hand like he was a uh, like he was shaking a uh Jimmy Carter yeah like he, like he walked over there like he was a politician you yeah, yeah, y'all heard y'all oh heard show oh my god y'all, Oh, man he shook his hand you heard, heard
2: show y'all heard show talk about all these different handshakes oh man. he went straight hey, white guy hey, handshakes. he look, looked at, hey. i have
4: never seen anybody look at clint think yep Gotta go. White guy handshake. Hey, he leaned. Hey, hey, look seen, here. Never seen it. We
2: we were coming. I, I heard the music coming back from break. I I, I would have pump faked him and went went a different route, but I heard the music coming. Man, I had to I had to ride with it. But yeah, hey, Tyler. Y'all look like, y'all look like a couple of coaches coming to the middle of the field hey, shaking
4: each other's hands after
2: the game. Hey, T, you know how you know how show always game, show <laughs> always. <laughs> hey, look, he, he he evaluates and grades handshakes. Yeah, yeah. His boy, his boy Josh came in real stiff with me. I don't mean, know. I don't know. Look, I don't know. Uh, what do I got on? I don't, I don't, what, know, I don't what, know. What do I do to deserve that? Man?
4: Little, little, little <laughs> does he know when we come out at least once, a, once in a five trips. Oh, you're black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he laughed a
4: little uh, too hard over there. Oh, you. You're. Oh, you're the. Oh, you're this, black. This whole time, oh, I thought this whole time I, I, thought show, was I thought white. I thought the show was white. Oh <laughs> my god.
2: Oh, hey. here we go! Hey, Clint. Too. Good to see y'all. Anyway, I'll, I'll take a stiff handshake every now, now y'all and then. Y'all, the hell, y'all get that
4: together. No, Clint, I, I I don't know about you, and I and I feel like I know deep down in in you and your and just how you played, you played the game, and, and, and everything that high level football means to you. I know your mind. It's tough. It's 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 tougher to go this way, but I think I I think I think Bryce Young and Will Anderson are potentially making. A mistake. I hope. I hope they're not, and I hope nothing happens. But both of them, they're, they're in the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl is a great bowl game, but it means nothing, really. I mean, they'll raise a championship if they win. Nothing. nothing. It, but it it, may, it means absolutely nothing. Ohio State, Georgia, TCU, and Michigan—they're playing for a national championship. You understand that? But Bryce Young and Will Anderson, who I think. I think the Texans could draft either one of them. Like, to me, right now, if, you, if they walked up there and the commissioner said the Texans draft Bryce Young or Will Anderson, I would not be shocked at all. These are two guys that will be top three picks in the draft. They're both deciding to play against Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. And, I, I, listen, I hope and pray to God nothing happens to these kids.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
4: radio live from moonshine deck here's the drive with sterner
2: and hugh Clay
4: uh, as we are live here at a uh, moonshine deck come on out all right we're here till six o'clock the drinks are good the food is amazing um I know my trainer's probably listening, but that brisket chip combination. Hey, hey red.
2: red, I'm doing my I'm doing my damnedest, man. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to keep yeah, it. That off. was it. That was a move right uh, there. I'm Tyler. trying to I'm trying to keep it on they,
4: they bought me a small plate. They brought me a small plate with the chips and the brisket. I said, Clint, you wanna try this? He just took the plate, smooth out of my hand, <laughs> took it to his hey, side. He what said, a jerk. Red said, Red, Red said you can't have it. Red said you can't <laughs> have it right
2: now, man. It's Friday. You can't you can't have this yet. Bro right, don't we snitch, gotta, man.
4: Listen, we got we gotta we gotta handle some business real quick. I don't know, if, I don't know if this ever happened to, to Clint Sterner in his life. My guys are in town. My guy came up to uh to shake uh, shake us up. And Tyler and the Drive family. Walked over there and shook he shook his hand like he was a uh, like he was shaking a a, a Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Like he, like he walked over there like he was a politician. Yeah, yeah, y'all heard y'all oh heard. Oh my the show. god! Oh y'all, man, y'all, he shook his hand. Y'all heard the
2: show. Y'all heard show talk about all these different handshakes. Oh, man. he went straight hey, white guy hey, hands. He look, looked. At, hey. I have
4: never seen anybody look at Clint think. Yep. You gotta go. White guy handshake. Hey, he leaned. Hey, look seen, here. Never seen it. We
2: we were coming. I, I heard the music coming back from break. I I, I would have pump faked him and went went a different route. But I heard the music coming. Man, I had to I had to ride with it. But yeah, hey Tyler. Y'all look like, y'all look like a couple of coaches coming to the middle of the field hey, shaking
4: each other's hands
2: after the game. Hey, T, you know how you know how show Great always game, buddy. show <laughs> always. Hey, look. He, he he evaluates and grades handshakes. Yep. Yeah, His boy, his boy Josh came in real stiff with me. I don't mean, know. I don't know, Look, I don't know. Uh, what do I got on. I, do, I don't what, know that. What What I do to deserve that? Man? Little,
4: little, little <laughs> does he know when we come out at least once, a, once in <laughs> five trips. Oh, you're black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he laughed a little uh, too hard over there. Oh, no.
2: you. You're, oh, you're the. Oh, you're this, black. This whole time, oh, I this thought, whole time I thought the thought show, show was white. Oh my god. Oh, hey. here we go! Hey, Clint. Too. Good to see y'all. Anyway, I'll, I'll take a stiff handshake every now, now and y'all got, then. What y'all, the hell, y'all get that together.
4: No, Clint, I, I I don't know about you, and I and I feel like I know deep down in in you and your and just how My- you played, you played the game, and and, and everything that high level football means to you. I know your mind. It's tough. It's 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 tougher to go this way, but I think I I think I think Bryce Young and Will Anderson are potentially making. A mistake. I hope. I hope they're not. And I hope nothing happens. But both of them, they're, they're in the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl is a great bowl game, but it means nothing, really. I mean, they'll raise a championship if they win. Nothing. nothing. But it it, may, it means absolutely nothing. Ohio State, Georgia, to TCU, and Michigan—they're playing for a national championship. You understand that? But Bryce Young and Will Anderson, who I think. I think the Texans could draft either one of them. Like, to me, right now, if you if they walked up there and the commissioner said the Texans draft Bryce Young or Will Anderson, I would not be shocked at all. These are two guys that will be top three picks in the draft. They're both deciding to play against Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. And, I, I listen, I hope and pray to God nothing happens to these kids up here. I, it, I know, and I'm going to say this to people, I know the rules don't apply that you're supposed to feel this way, but it's okay. This is a safe space. Texans fans, you can feel this way. Clint, I am downright concerned about Kenyon
2: Green.
4: I am really nervous well, about Kenyon Green.
2: Uh, I mean, can we, can we start with giving the people the news that he's not playing this week? <laughs> That'll, that at least makes me feel a little
4: bit yeah.
3: better
2: because he was – there was a chance against Chris
4: Jones he was about to get done the hell in. I mean, because, I mean, it, like the best way I could describe Kenyon Green, Kenyon Green looks like he is the only person on the field that's playing on a sheet of ice with some gators on. Like he – like like Stacy Adams, Bad like combo. he's the only one in a sheet of – everybody else is playing in grass
2: and turf. <laughs> it's a tough combo. Except he
4: – every time he moves, he's in – he's on a sheet of ice. With some, dr- with some dress shoes or church shoes. That, that's what he's looking – I mean, talk about on skates. He is slipping and sliding. Yeah. And Chris Jones, that wouldn't have been easy. He struggled in a major way. He's going the wrong way and all this. And I know it's just his first year, and we're supposed to say, like, it's just, it's just year one, old show, calm down. I know I'm going to say that on the text line. That's fine. But I know a couple other people out here looking at it like, hey, man, this is the 15th pick? Like, yeah. all right, damn, I, I can say to myself, Derek Stingley's injured and, and love he's got him in the wrong position. But my man just is losing one-on-one battles week after week. And then the thing that really – and I got to stand up because this really annoyed me. (laughs) The thing that really got to me – I don't know if you all missed this or saw this on Sunday, but they were playing the Cowboys and there was a screen. And Kenyon Green got a nice block on Diggs the corner. Got a nice block, blocked him to the sideline. And then he turned around and started going back to the huddle. Diggs turned around – and just two hands shoved uh, a Kenyon Green to a point of, if we were on in the streets his back, right? in his back, if we was on the streets, you know this is a fight. Like we going in it. Kenyon Green just walked back to the huddle. You just let a corner spin, uh, turn around and shove you, two hands shove you in the back, yeah. and like the telecast should have stopped. There should have been a oh something's going on between these two. Something, uh, hold me back or something. You don't just let no cornerback shove you in the back when you three hundred and thirty pounds and you just keep walking back. I thought one of the big things about Kenyon Green is Kenyon Green is a dog, right? Like you didn't see him getting punked at A and M, did you, Tyler? I'm not sure. Kenyon Green, that wasn't. No, his. he
2: did the punking most of the time.
4: He turned away, and when he yeah. just walked away, I was like, "What? What was that? Like, I need my big that that made me nervous. Let alone his play." That, that made me nervous like man you just let some cornerback punk you yeah. you take that 15 yard penalty one one ten and one at the time that uh, oh man I'm concerned about that well King, look, man. look uh,
2: Lord knows I, I'd love to see one of these somebody lose their cool like right now on on all the the, the big time shows uh TV shows you, you got Jerry Judy getting hit with two fines he bumped a referee and took his helmet off on the field. I, I wouldn't encourage any of that if, 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 if I were a coach. But if, if, if I were if I were going through a season like the Broncos or a season like the Texans, Broncos even more so because the, yeah, the expectations were a lot higher. I, I, I would expect to be. I would be more worried if I didn't see players losing their cool than I did. Than I would be if I did. So I, I, I would couch this in, into that into that category of, hey, like Kenyon Green, between the frustration of how you're playing, the team losing. And and a dude that weighs about as half as much as you do just two hand chucked you in the back. Just I, I'd be I'd be cool if you turned around and, and lost your cool at that point in time. And now he's I, hurt. And now he's not. I, playing. I don't. I just don't like. Like I wanted to see him against Chris Harris, and not because I Chris Jones. Uh, Chris Jones I'm sorry. Not not because I expected him to, to to play well or 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 to get the best of him or. But I, I wanted to see improvement. I, from him and Pep, look, I'll be honest with you. Like, the, the big problem with Kenyon Green is Kenyon Green's being put on the island too damn often. Like, Kenyon Green, it's blatantly obvious he struggles in pass protection. They shouldn't man protect. Real, real quick. They should uh, slide that all, all day, every day.
4: Real quick for that with you. Are, is what you've seen from him and how much he struggled, is that – really? cho- are you are you talking that up to a, this is his first year and he's getting his footing wet, or are you looking at this I, like – I'll hey tell you man, this. I don't, I don't know, man. It should be I,
2: this bad. I'll tell you this: I don't think, I don't think that any interior offensive lineman would, and look, we're splitting hairs here, but I don't think any rookie interior offensive lineman would would perform well if he was consistently put into man protection situations. Interior offensive linemen come in from the league, and generally speaking, I mean, from college. Generally speaking, where they've got to get significantly better is in pass protection. You know, you, you you can chalk it up. Those guys come in first round, second round, center guard, any of those guys. They they, for the most part, where they're behind schedule, where they need development is in pass protection. So I'm not shocked at all that Kenyon Green has been in man to man situations, has been embarrassed multiple times by the run of defensive tackles that he faced. Times. Right? Yeah. But but when when a defense can line up and they know I'm fixing to get this young pup right here, he's still wet behind the ears. I'm fixing to get him one on one. The center's not the center's not going. The center's not going bang me. The tackle's not going to bang down on me. They they don't they're they're, they're going to man me up on this cat. There, there's not a rookie guard a, a rookie center in the league right now that's going to win more of those than he's going to lose. So his play in fact,
4: his play his play is not concerning hell you. Hell yeah, much concerns me.
2: Hell yeah, it concerns I'm, me. <laughs> I'm nervous. But, uh, my, <laughs> hell, yeah, no, it concerns me. My my point is this is that I, I I believe that there would be a lot less concern if they would make adjustments to help him. To help him before halftime. Right? I, I think it's fair to say what game was that when he was getting when he was getting done in so in the first them, Well, uh, no, no, in the first half, it, it was the bad one. Who was that?
4: Was it Washington? Washington. Yes. It's Washington. Yes, yeah, yeah, Washington. Yep, he was in yep, Stacey yep, Adams yep, and, yep, that, and yep. that ice.
2: Because it, it was old boy from, uh, we couldn't remember his name, Payne. Oh, yeah, Payne. Payne,
4: Payne and the other one. They anyway, anyway he's kids.
2: getting done in. Well, at halftime, they come back out and they start slide protecting. And helping him out. And helping him out. And all of a sudden, it's not this glaring issue that's that stalling drives, right? That should have happened from jump. Yeah. That, 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 that should have happened from jump. So, you know, I, I think it's a combination of two things. Does he struggle in pass protection? Absolutely. Am I concerned? Yes. But he has not been protected. In my opinion, he's not been protected as a rookie interior offensive line to the degree that he could have been. And so it's made the problem worse.
3: That's
4: fair. I just cannot I I, – I, I'm going to be completely honest. When I, when I watch him, the feel that I get is, is like Ross Blacklock. Oh my! The feel, uh, just the feel I get of boy, I know the talent is there, and all right, it's just maybe it's just his first year, and he's getting to another level, and he's learning. But like, it's just, it just never came. It, ne- <laughs> it just never came. And, and hopefully next year, his year too, is isn't like Ross Blacklocks. But you, like, when I first watched Ross, I thought, boy, he's overpowered. Like he's just, he's just, he's just overpowered. And now, now, now maybe he's dealing with injuries and. And Kenyon Green's body doesn't look like that because Ross was probably two eighty-five. Felt like trying to play him on the inside, but man, that's what I see when I see Kenyon Green. Is like, man, he is overpowered. And boy, we're week fifteen, and he's still overpowered right now. And it, it, it's it's not turning at all. And that just, I don't know, man. The fifteenth pick where you where you drafted him. That just, I didn't want to say Ross, but that's that's the feel I got because I remember with Ross. I kept saying, all right, he'll he'll eventually get it. The talent is there. But he was just getting overpowered that's I don't know man I, I I'm, I'm a little nervous I'm a little nervous, a little nervous there and I, and yeah, I he's I don't he's think gone I'm gone up, alone
2: I, I'm not one to lean into into the opponent because look I think in the NFL you're you, running you, into you, great you, you look at a 17 game schedule you're going I mean hell every guard in the league is gonna face 10 dudes that are bad I mean bad you, Dude, you know yeah, cats right yeah. so I, I'm not one to lean into that too much but I I, I think it, it it is worth noting that he he was he was up against some veterans that, that weren't only uh, like big physical forces, but also technicians that's in fair. what they and, do, and, and
4: and his and his team wasn't completely keeping up sure. and holding things up. Agreed. Them. All right, uh, the Texans they they had a uh, they had a tall test task coming up on Sunday against the Chiefs to begin with, and now everybody down, really almost everybody that's important on the team is out. this game wait till you hear this injury list and not just injury list they have multiple when i say multiple multiple starters out we'll let you know what that is coming up (sighs) next
1: spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too